Welcome to the Appalachian Spooky Hour Podcast. Those may include depictions of violence, gore, and other horrors meant for adults. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Sam, and welcome to another episode of the Appalachian Spooky Hour Podcast. Tonight I thought we'd do something a little different and talk about omens and death culture in Appalachia. I've been interested in omens since I was a child, growing up hearing so many stories about things you should avoid, what they mean, and what would befall you if you experienced them. I also grew up with a great deal of respect for the dead. And I must admit that our death culture in southern Appalachia is vastly different from that of the northern half and even the rest of the country. So let's dive in and first explore some of the more common omens you're likely to hear in my neck of the woods and across the Appalachian region. There are several omens specifically about birds and what it means when they appear in different locations. For instance, while leaving windows and doors open, which is not an uncommon practice, be careful. If a bird flies into your home, it's a sure sign that there will soon be a death in the home. This is a very old omen, and one that I grew up hearing. Another is that while you're on your way home from a funeral or wake, keep an eye out for blackbirds hanging around outside your house. It's a sign that there's more death coming. It's also a supposed bad omen or an omen of death to see or hear an owl in the daytime. These strange omens don't stop at just birds, though. There are other animal and nature warnings to watch out for. If you see a black cat crossing the road in front of you, draw an X in the air three times to avoid the bad luck. You have to do it fast, though. You've got to finish before the cat reaches the other side of the road. Growing up, you know, I did hear that black cats crossing your path meant ill luck was coming. But I'd never heard of drawing an X in the air. This was something I just learned recently from someone who lives in another part of Appalachia. But I do think that the black cat omen crosses cultures. That's probably something you've heard before. They say if a dog howls at midnight, it foretells death. If the dog is black, it means Old Scratch is near. Old Scratch, of course, being the devil. Lastly, it is told that if bees swarm a rotten tree, there'll be a death in the family owning or living on the property within a year. Or, if bees swarm your house, there's something bad coming your way. Appalachian death superstitions don't just center around animals. Plenty involve regular, everyday objects. If you have a clock on your wall or sitting on your mantle that hasn't worked in a while, but then suddenly begins keeping time again, Something bad is going to befall someone in your community. If a picture in a frame falls off the wall and breaks, that's a sure sign of death. Not necessarily the death of the person photographed, but it is a warning that someone is going to die. 
When a person dies, cover all the mirrors in the house, or the next person who looks in the mirror will be the next to die. I was never told, nor ever heard, how long you should keep them covered. My guess is until after the deceased has been interred. Do not leave shoes on the table. It invites death in. Also, one should never leave a hat on a bed for similar reasons. And always put your things where they belong so you don't have any undue death on your hands. When someone dies, you should immediately unlock all the doors and open all the windows in the house to allow the spirit to leave and continue on its journey. But don't leave them open too long because you don't want any birds flying into the house. This next one I heard a lot growing up as a kid. If you rock a rocking chair that is empty, it will cause death to come. I was that kid who would walk past and push it just to see it rocking. And my mammy would tell me to stop because it was ill luck. Also, don't leave it rocking when you get up. The same rules apply. Always leave a building through the same door you entered. When harvesting apples from a tree, leave at least one to keep the devil away. And if you spill salt, throw a pinch over your left shoulder. Never the right. Always the left. These are ways to avoid bad luck or death. Also, never carry a garden hoe through your house, or someone will die by the end of the year. Besides these omens, there are so many rituals surrounding the dead and dying. Some are old tales spread through the mountains and valleys long before any of us were born. Some I grew up hearing about and still staunchly believe in. Others are not any that I personally partook in or heard much about, but that doesn't make them any less real to people. There's an old saying that masses of feathers, three to five centimeters in diameter that look like crowns, can be found in an ill person's pillow. This means they will die within three short days. These death crowns are something that people still hold sway with. It's still very much believed. It is also believed that if a person dies with their eyes open, you want them to be shut as soon as possible. If they're left open, the deceased will see someone to take with them. And it could be you. As a kid, and even still today, my mother does not approve of singing at the dinner table. The old story goes that if you sing at a table where your family is seated, that a friend will die. I'm not sure if that's why she hated us singing at the table, or if she just finds it rude. But either way, don't do it. Your mama ain't gonna like it. An old tale is that if the deceased was murdered, you can use their corpse as a witness. It works like this. Have the accused person touch the fatal wound on the body. If it suddenly bleeds, then you found your murderer. When my dad was young, 
folks were still practicing the act of sitting up with the dead. According to superstition, somebody should stay with a dead body for at least 24 hours. If you don't, then the spirit of the deceased will come back to haunt you. It is also said to ward off malevolent forces that may come for the dead if they're left alone. This is a particular practice that I wish we would revert back to. It hasn't been long gone from favor, and I feel that it's a respectful way to show your love and devotion to the deceased. When carrying the body out of the house, make sure the feet go first. If you don't take them feet first, they'll return to the home to haunt you. Unless you're helping to carry the body, in which case you may be deemed safe. The rest of your family, however, not so lucky. As you're carrying the body from the home, a gust of wind might hit you as you step outside. The old Appalachian belief is that a mighty wind will come to escort the soul and lead it to the afterlife. One superstition that I never believed in was that you should hold your breath when you pass a cemetery. They say you may suck in the spirit of someone buried there if you're, you know, inhaling. This one I just never bought into, even as a child. Because as a kid, I spent a fair amount of time visiting cemeteries for Memorial Day when the family would all get together and you know, lay flowers and it was a time to kind of be together. You know, we go visit the cemetery often to lay flowers for holidays on birthdays or just to talk to our dead. I never had to hold my breath, so why would I just driving by? I was never taught to fear the dead in that way. Death comes in threes. This, at least to me, holds true. Deaths do come in threes. I've seen that for myself more than once. They may not happen close together, but it will happen just the same. Keep that in mind the next time someone you know passes away, because two more are very likely to follow. There is a superstition that is prevalent in hospitals and assisted living facilities here in Appalachia. It's not unusual for a nurse or a caretaker to tie a knot in the sick person's bedsheet. This is supposed to halt death until they're no longer on watch or on shift. And, you know, I can't blame them at all for this one because nobody wants to lose a patient on their watch. Do not walk on a grave. It's bad luck and just very disrespectful. Sometimes it can't be helped, but it's also about intent. Show respect for the dead because they were once just like you. Living. Breathing. Walking upright. Someday you'll be like them, and you'll also want to think that folks will respect you after you're gone. Lastly, is my favorite of all the traditions in Southern Appalachia. I haven't seen this in many other parts of the world, and it's very near and dear to my heart. Here, when a funeral is passing through, traffic stops. Folks pull to the side of the road and let you pass, showing their respect for the dead and their grieving loved ones. It is humbling 
to say the least, on both sides of it. When you're in your vehicle, in line behind a hearse, there is something almost awe-inspiring about seeing all those cars pulled over to honor the person who's being laid to rest. And also you. They recognize that you are hurting, and it is just such a raw human thing. In towns, the police will make sure traffic yields at light, but people don't need to be told to stop. When they see that hearse coming, they know, and they pull off because that is just what you do here. There are just so many more things I could talk about, about how we honor our dead and how we live our lives by omens and signs. If you have something you want to share that I didn't mention in this episode, please comment and let me know about it. What are omens and traditions like where you live? These things are not limited or special to Appalachia. They exist all over the world. I'd love to hear about them in in your culture. Because all cultures have these signs, these omens, these rituals surrounding death. And it's a fascinating thing. That we all live such different lives, but still have these things in common. That said, it's time for me to go now, and I'll see you next time.